Queer Money Bingo is coming live to Denver, Colorado on Thursday, June 13th at the downtown Capital One Cafe. To sign up for your door prizes, pride sunglasses, free coffee, more swag, fun, and games, go to queermoneypodcast.com forward slash tour. So you kind of want to pride this year, but COVID's still kind of not over. You're vaccinated, but cautious, and you really, 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 really want to be around your people. You're listening to Queer Money episode number 263, and today we're sharing seven tips to throw a COVID and cost-cautious pride party, including drinks, food, and games. With just a little creativity and effort, you might just throw the party of the last two years. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group. We may answer your questions in an upcoming episode. Let's get on with the show. There's personal finance for the masses. This is not personal finance for the masses. This is Queer Money. How does your bank support the LGBT community? Not at all? For Pride in June? Or 365 days a year? Capital One proudly supports the LGBT community throughout the year. Maybe it's time to support a bank that supports us. Go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash cafe for more info. Join our movement to build a community of happier, healthier, and wealthier gay men by getting your free copy of the five building blocks of a happy gay life at debtfreeguys.com forward slash happy. So it does seem like we might be turning the tide here on this COVID thing. Cases uh, around the country are, are down. There are some hotspots I know in Oregon right now as of the time of this recording and in Michigan, and it looks like there might be some stuff uh, bubbling up in Florida. But overall, cases, uh, including deaths, uh, seem to be going down as of today, May 10th. Yeah. And it also, I think some of that has to do with the fact that Roughly about 2 million, as of right now, 2 million people a day are getting their vaccinations, which helps, I think, alleviate some stress that folks have around meeting uh, up with other people. So just the proof that there's a sheer number of people who are actually getting vaccinated, which is really good. And I think that in general, it seems like more people are comfortable, quote unquote, following the rules. (laughs) Not everyone, right? But I think more folks have gotten into the habit of wearing their masks, practice social distancing, all of that contribute to this kind of decline. And I think it's, it. we are definitely moving in the right direction. We gave science enough time to catch up and get people vaccinated. Yeah. So hopefully that those uh, trends continue because it looks like that Pride 2021 might be more accessible than Pride 2020 was. Yeah, let's hope. Yeah. Let's hope so. But we did do a poll in a large LGBTQ Facebook group a couple months back uh, as of March, actually. Yeah. Um, and it seemed uh, the, the the feedback, though, at that particular time about whether or not people were going to attend Pride in their own city or in uh, traveling to another city uh, was uh, still somewhat surprising. People were still being um, somewhat conservative, at least from our perspective, in what they said. Right. Uh, granted, you know, this is was in mid-March when we did the poll. And a lot has happened since mid-March, right? Remember in mid-March, we had deaths that were still over a thousand a day and considerably high number of caseloads and that has all dropped. But back then, 66% of people said that they just did not feel comfortable going to Pride at all. And only 22% said that they would do Pride in their city. And that left just roughly around 11% who said that they were they actually felt comfortable enough traveling to another city for Pride, which I think still shows that whether you're going to do a party or you're going to go to a party, exercising caution, respecting everyone else's level of comfortability is important, right? We have to gauge what other people are feeling and thinking. And I think it's really important also to remember to 
not get too judgmental on people as to their, their level of comfortability. We don't know their individual circumstances, so we just need to be cautious. And just for context, uh, that poll was posted in an LGBTQ group of over 60,000 individuals, and I think we had over 1,000 respondents to that particular poll. So right. it's pretty, uh, pretty interesting data. So today we're going to talk about how to throw a socially distanced pride parties. Uh, David and I we enjoy hosting people. We love having, whether it's another couple or another person over for dinner or whether it's having a party, we just enjoy hosting. And I think, I know uh, a lot of, it seems like gay men like, like, like <laughs> yeah. to play host or Julie Cruz director. Um, and so we know a, a lot of people were really disappointed that a pride just wasn't the same last year. We tried to do some virtual prides and and they were fun, but they, they just wasn't the same. And so uh, I think a lot of us are hoping that 2021 will look a little bit more like a normal pride than in years past. But of course, we're going to still need to be cautious because the, the pandemic's not over. And to David's point, uh, not everybody's quite comfortable at the same level of comfort of going out and being in groups. So how do you throw a party this year for Pride, in-person event for Pride this year, considering all the COVID concerns? Well, I think if you're the host, you have to remember that the most important thing is that you are prioritizing health and safety for folks. And that means that you are thinking ahead about what your party is going to look like, who's going to be invited, what things you're going to have at the party, how accessible everything is going to be to everyone. Remember that that's, that's probably one of your most important, the most important aspects of being a host for Pride is that you are now not only the host, but you're also, I guess, the part CDC, part <laughs> WHO for your group of friends when it comes to hosting your party. Yeah, I think in, in for most parties that you host, your, your number one priority is is making sure people have fun. And usually that's done by making sure you have a nice plethora of alcohol <laughs> for people to choose from. But this year, I think your priority needs to be health and safety over and above all else. And I think the more that you voice that to your potential guests, the more comfortable they might be at attending your event and that might make your, your event more successful. So th to the extent that you can have health and safety be your priority and making sure everybody understands that'll make the most amicable and, and, and entertaining event. Yeah. I think that is one of the important things conveying to your guests that you are prioritizing health and safety and that you expect them to respect that as well, right? That we want a quote unquote, no tolerance kind of mentality at parties, right? That it's not just a free for all like the old days, right? Yeah. So be cautious and be considerate of uh, asking your guests to be considerate of other folks. Exactly. So number two is, is also in line with priority number one, and that is maybe hosting your event outdoors this year, or at the very least, a very spacious venue. This shouldn't be too difficult, especially for Pride. For most people, Pride is in the summertime and summer is not so scorching that you can't have people outside. Um, but... Unless you live here in Vegas or maybe in <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, right? Or you might Home have springs. To, you need a, your, your pride party is probably shifted to when pride actually happens in those cities. But. Exactly. So you want to. Uh, so we would encourage you to, to have your event outside, at the very least, in a spacious venue. You also want to manage the guest list. Maybe this year you simply can't in, invite the whole neighborhood or the whole town or the whole city to your, your house. Gaggle. <laughs> I know um, when we used to live in Denver, there were a couple people who would just open their doors up to every, anybody and everybody. And that's super awesome and welcoming. But unfortunately, maybe this year isn't the time to, to have just the doors open to the world. Uh, you maybe want to only invite people, uh, only let people into your party who you've actually invited. And you, you might want to sort of cap out the maximum number of people who are at your event at any one time. Uh, maybe cap it out at like 
10 to, to 25 individuals. So that doesn't necessarily mean that you only have 25 people maximum at your party, but maybe what you can do is have a maximum of 10 to 25 people at any given time. So you can have people coming and asking them to come in different stages at different times of the hour, and then letting them know that because of COVID reasons, you, you'll be asking people to leave by a particular point in time so that more people can enjoy the festivities. Well, and I think one of the important things about this is remember to check what's going on in your city, your city or, or, or county or state requirements for gatherings, right? You don't want to have the event that ends up having the police come and have people hauled off. And we want police to show up for another reason, right? (laughs) (laughs) But you want to make sure that you're sticking to the guidelines that are being driven by your state and local governments, right? So some, at least I know that there are some places that still, I think California is one of them at the time of this recording that doesn't allow for gatherings larger than 25. So be cautious of that so that, you know, you don't want to be showing off to your friends that you're just flipping the bird to what this, the uh, local guidelines are. Yeah, there are times for breaking the rules and this maybe isn't the time to do that. Yeah. Another thing with regard to managing the guest list is maybe not inviting older folks or those with chronic disease. Unfortunately, again, it's an unfortunate circumstance, but uh, you want to be cautious and not put them at risk and also not make them feel like they have a responsibility to show up to your event because you, you are hosting events. So maybe just not inviting those folks, but a great way that you can keep them a part of the festivities is maybe this year, uh, mail them a nice note on a pride card, uh, send them a nice note, letting them know you've been thinking about them, or you just want them to have a happy pride. And hopefully uh, by 2022, uh, everything can get back to normal and they can they can come to your event. We've linked to some pride cards that we like at episode, uh, go to debtfreeguys.com forward slash 263. You can get some pride cards that we've listed as some favorites there. I will add, especially I think this is the time period. This is not the year you want to throw a fit for not getting invited to a party. Right. I mean, just remember, you should never do that. Right. No one should be required to be invited to everything. And if you're that kind of person, you may be the kind of person that people don't want to have at your (laughs) event. Right. So be forgiving of folks for not necessarily inviting you and don't take it personally if you don't get invited. Right. There are plenty of parties that we can have in the future. You'll get invited to them doesn't matter that we didn't necessarily get invited to one because of the fact that some people may be keeping their groups rather small. Exactly. And now a quick word from our sponsor. Capital One's checking and savings accounts have no fees and no minimums. And with one of the best saving rates in America, you can rest easy watching your money grow with no fees to bring you down. You can open an account in about five minutes, which means you are only about five minutes away from getting your savings to grow with one of the nation's best rates. Well, I think the third suggestion is that if you're going to have a party, it may be good a good idea to have some requirements around mask wearing, right? If people are inside, maybe that is the thing is you have to wear a mask when you're inside when or maybe you have the whole party is a mask required, right? But make sure you let folks know upfront about that and you know what? What the heck? Provide masks at the door like some restaurants or hotels or other chains have provided. You can find some great gay themed or queer themed masks online today. Or you can even, I think even like going going to Vistaprint or some of those kinds of sites, you can print up your own. So have some sort of customized mask for the party that encourages folks to actually use it. 
Exactly. Then the uh, fourth tip here is to have plenty of hand sanitizer and sanitizer wipes. I know that there's been some debate about how much value this actually provides in, in fighting COVID, uh, but at the very least, it makes people feel somewhat subconsciously, maybe even in some cases consciously, just a little bit safer knowing that these uh, resources are around and they can use them, especially because no matter how cautious you try to be to, to not have people touching the same items or getting too close to each other, there's always that that risk, especially when you have so many people in one particular place at one particular time, that there's going to be a lot of mutual touching. So you want to make sure that people can feel a little bit comfortable and reduce the little bit of their anxiety. And if that can be done by having a couple bottles of hand sanitizers and sanitizer wipes throughout your event, outside at your picnic tables or inside your home, wherever your, your party is, uh, that'll just make people feel a little bit better and maybe hopefully, hopefully a little bit more celebratory. Yeah, exactly. Next one, I think you want to think about how people typically congregate, right? Especially if you have a setup that you normally use in your backyard or at your home. You know, for I don't know why it is always everybody ends up in the kitchen, right? Standing <laughs> around. Well, and I think a lot of times that's because that's where the booze is at. So think about spreading things out, right? And think about spreading your guests out um, rather than having a picnic table with everybody sitting at it or everybody grouped together. Think about maybe grouping people and spreading them out, especially if you have a larger yard, right? Spread people out using tables and uh, little areas or picnic blankets, pillows, things like that. That does encourage folks to spread out a little bit and to hop from group to group rather than necessarily everyone always being compact in a tight area. Absolutely. Our sixth suggestion here is to think about socially distanced food. That's something you've never thought about before in your entire life. What is socially distanced food? Well, we're just encouraging you to be a little bit more strategic with how you serve food. Obviously, you're having a party that typically includes food. And usually, you know, I know, I know for us in, in years past, we would have sort of a buffet kind of a style. People could just go and help themselves all going to, to the same table. Everything was accessible to everyone. Obviously, we want to try to reduce the, the amount of mutual touching of items. Uh, and you also want to make people feel a little bit safer, at least psychologically. So maybe rather than just having a pitcher of water, having you know bottles of water, rather than having just gigantic bottles of alcohol, are actually canned cocktails that you can get online or at your local store. Some of them are very fancy and, and taste very good. So they might be a great replacement of, as opposed to just having people make their own cocktails. And then of course, there's always canned sodas and juice boxes to reduce people touching the same things. They can just grab whatever it is they want to drink and then take it over to their, their picnic table or their blanket. You know, I'm going to throw something in here. You might want to encourage folks. This may be a perfect opportunity to encourage folks to BYOB where they can have a label on their own bottle or their own set of cans or something like that so that they you have a little area set up where individuals can have kind of their own stuff set aside. It's a great way to help defer some of the cost if you're trying to do be cost conscious when you're having this party. But it also encourages folks to think about a way for them to not necessarily be handling everything. Exactly. And then if you do some research online on how to prepackage some foods for parties, there's just actually a ton of information out there. You can prepackage snacks and desserts, can prepackage cold sandwiches or, or sausage sandwiches, hamburgers. Uh, there I've seen online as well as you can create a charcuterie board, so to speak, that's prepackaged or putting together uh, rainbow colored salads. Uh, you can serve cold papaya salad, seaweed salad, or the cold sesame noodle salad. Um, you can even do gazpacho and fruit salads. And we link up to a whole bunch of fun rainbow themed, pride themed uh, cardboard boxes, Chinese takeaway boxes uh, at debtfreeguys.com forward slash 263 if you want 
to see some boxes that might be able to make your prepackaged menu uh, more festive looking and not seem like we're doing uh, strange and awkward things in the age of COVID, but doing something that's fun and and festive and just a little bit different and that people will enjoy. And then if you want to go with a signature cocktail, that's still something that we would suggest maybe considering doing. Um, if you are if you don't think you'll be able to rely solely on people bringing their own alcohol or going with canned cocktails solely, you can do a signature cocktail with a great drink dispenser. We would just encourage to make sure that because people will be using the same dispenser over and over, you want to make sure you're constantly sanitizing that yourself as well as asking people to sanitize before and after each use. And then of course, leaving your sanitizer dispenser uh, or the rags there for so people just feel a little bit better. Right. And I think the last point uh, that we want to talk about is actually way to engage each other. Uh, we all oftentimes like to play games and do things like that during parties. And so think about how you can do some of these as socially distanced or ways that you can do them that aren't necessarily what would be traditional, like the game, Who Am I? Uh, where individuals write down, where you write down a li- on cards, names of the individuals, people like Alan Turning or Sally Ride or Oscar Wilde or various LGBT individuals throughout history. And then people pick the card and basically attach it to their forehead or their hat or whatever without seeing it. Then everyone will then go around and as they're talking to individuals, give them a clue as to who they think they are and eventually end up guessing. That's one way to do something that's a little less hands-on. Cards Against Humanity actually has a pride pack, uh, which is kind of <laughs> nice because you can play hard, Cards Against uh, Humanity spread out pretty easily um, rather than... And it's a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, rather than just necessarily everyone sitting around at the same table. You could do that in a group where individuals are spread out. And we love Cornhole. And there's a rainbow version of Cornhole. You can find that online. We'll link up to that as well in the show notes. But that, again, is an opportunity for you to be able to be socially distanced, right? You're going to be... A, 12 to 15 feet apart and a team of two, right? And so you're not necessarily handling the same pieces over and over again. And there isn't necessarily a gay Monopoly board, but there is a Monopoly board uh, with a unicorn and llama theme. And so you could you can get that as, as well at debtfreeguys.com forward slash 263. And our strategy for, for keeping this COVID cautious is that you have the Monopoly board in the middle on a table and then everybody else is seated a little bit of ways back. And only the person who actually needs to have access to the board at any one time is the one that's at the table or at the board. And of course, making sure for all of these games, um, that you still have the hand sanitizers and wipes so everybody, everybody can continue to keep their hands clean. But it's a fun way to engage people. We'll have a list at updatefreeguys.com forward slash 263 famous LGBTQ people throughout history, including Martha P. Washington, Audre Lorde, Barbara Giddings, and the, some of the folks that David mentioned. Uh, so you can come up with, you can create your Who Am I game for your own party. But these are just seven tips that we have to try to strategically and cautiously throw a COVID cautious party. But also there's none of these suggestions are terribly expensive. It just takes a little bit of nuancing to make sure that uh, you stick with your budget as well as you make sure that you as well as your guests feel and are safe during this hopefully last year of COVID. So yes. that next year, 2022, we can have a traditional pride it's celebration. Some crazy, huge <laughs> pride parties in 2022. Looking forward Great to that. celebrations. Looking forward to that. So hang on for after the advertisements. So we'll talk about what your queer money takeaway is from this episode. This podcast is sponsored by Capital One. Capital One is redesigning the banking experience by offering simple, straightforward, and seamless ways for you to bank from almost anywhere. So banking fits into your life, not the other way around. 
Queer Money is being brought to you in part by the five building blocks of a happy gay life. Join the growing community of happy, healthy, and wealthy gay men who love their lives inside and out. Get your free copy of the five building blocks of a happy gay life at debtfreeguys.com forward slash happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Queer Money. Here is your Queer Money takeaway from this episode. COVID may not quite be over yet, but that doesn't mean you can't throw a COVID and cost-conscious pride party with all your queer friends and loved ones. Get a co-host or two, follow the seven tips we recommended in this episode, and you too can have a fun time that you can all be proud of. We make the Queer Money podcast for you, so please post your money questions in the Queer Money Facebook group, and we may answer your question in an upcoming episode. Thank you, and we will see you next week. If you or someone you know is in or near Denver on Thursday, June 13th, go to QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour to reserve a spot to win amazing swag, including our very popular bright sunglasses, free coffee, and of course, an hour of Queer Money Bingo hosted by yours truly. That's QueerMoneyPodcast.com forward slash tour.